What did Mary Shelley have in common with um, Tolkien or what has she got in common with Tim Burton? Well, all of them have in common trees. So why do I think that's relevant to what we do here? Just pay attention to three, these three quotes and also look at number three, the relevance of number three. So Mary Shelley, when she was writing or after she wrote Frankenstein, there are some notes and in those notes she wrote the following regarding trees. She said, it was beneath the trees of the grounds belonging to our house or on the bleak sides of the woodless mountains near that my true compositions, the airy flights of my imagination, were born and fostered. So obviously the influence on tree, of the trees on her work were very important. Also the landscape, remember she was uh, a romantic as well and the importance of nature around them, around romantics. But also when we look at Tolkien, which is the next artist that I want to mention here today in this intro, uh, Tolkien had a passion for trees and you can see that all over his work, you can see that in his books, in the films, the, the importance, but also in real life, he was a defender of nature and he was passionate about trees. In fact, in one of his letters that he wrote and that we have um, inherited and we have access to, he talks about this tree that a neighbor wanted to destroy and how we felt and how he saw the whole thing of trying to cut down this tree that wasn't harming anyone, uh, sorry, it was harming no one. And he says in one of his letters, he says the following, every tree has its enemies, few have an advocate. Too often the hate is irrational fear of anything large and alive and not easily tamed or destroyed, though it may clothe itself in pseudo-rational terms. So basically what we feel, yeah, it was inferring there of what people feel around the majestic, um, the majestic feeling that we get or the majestic view of the tree. For Tim Burton, we have something a little bit different because we have the trees appear all over his work. In you start thinking in a lot of his his uh, films and animation productions, we see that trees appear in a lot of places, and I will tell you about this later. We, I didn't find any quotes regarding why the use of trees and the importance of trees for him. And in fact, the only thing I found was kind of negative because it was an article about him trying to chop some protected trees to to make his house a bit bigger, to, to, to add extra layers to it and, and floors and a staircase and God knows what. So actually, I don't really, I haven't really found any interview or anything where this passion or this element of the tree goes there apart from a conversation on Twitter about the fact that he was very much influenced uh, um, from fairy tales. But what I want to talk about today and I want you to start getting your pen and paper and start getting comfy because I'm going to mention three trees. I'm not going to go in depth into these authors, but I want to go back a bit in time and see which are the main three trees that could have impacted these creators in their work and why I think the trees are relevant to what we do here as well in this Gothic space. These three, three trees are on the one hand the Yggdrasil, which is our tree of life, which is the Old Norse tree, the Old Norse mythology tree, and we'll talk about it in a moment. The second tree is the Celtic tree of life, which pretty much seems to be inherited from the Yggdrasil. 
And the third, and for me, one of the most important things in Christianity in where I come from, is the tree of science, or as you will know, the tree, the apple tree in the Garden of Eden. So we've got a lot to do today. This is the beginning of a few videos uh, connected to what's going on in the month of July. We're going to start with trees and we're going to see how they have impacted some of our creators. So if you're ready, if you like trees, if you have a fascination for them and if you really want to know what's behind them, some creators' minds, this video, my friend, is for you. friend this is Alice and you are in gothic land you are in this place where I tell you all about yourself where we discover all our gothic sites and welcome to these break rooms that we do weekly and welcome to today's episode 14 the connection between trees and creators and also uh, you are gothic but you don't know it that's why you're here that's why you hear me friend so i first want to apologize for the long time without a video it's been a month and uh, the month of june has been super super busy for me it was the end of the school for my kids and uh, we found an operation at home and i started my magazine i launched my first magazine that you can already have access to from the 21st of uh, every month to the 21st of the next month uh, we're gonna have you have a, a magazine the first one is about 90 pages it's not it's 90 pages and it's full and it's packed of information regarding the gothic extension of the content of some of these videos and some extension of some articles i write on medium as well and we really go in depth into the rabbit hole into the gothic rabbit hole there so that's why i've not managed to create videos on a weekly basis because they got, the magazine is taking most of the time as well as life, you know, life, life has these things. Uh, I want to thank you all the new subscribers for being here. I want to thank the people who's already bought the magazine and they're giving me feedback. I'm really happy with that because I feel that it's a, a product that you can enjoy, you can really like and where I can really elaborate uh, everything I do. So I really appreciate all of you. The new subscribers, welcome. If you haven't looked at it yet, I encourage you to go and check out and check it out. And if you think that someone can benefit from it, it's quite inspirational for if you're a writer or you want to become a writer or even just because you're a curious person and you want to keep investigating about the gothic because the gothic tells you a lot about yourself as well so as i said sorry about the break and thanks for being here if you are one of my main followers and uh, today today we're going to talk about this gothic connection between trees and creators now in the last month you realize that my intention in during this year it has been to create these monthly videos where we talk about a topic connected to the Celtic calendar because I think the Celtic um, origin of the elements of the Celts uh, how they saw life 
is very connected to the Gothic. Um, so this month, during July for the Celts, it was a month very much connected to the other world. So now what we have is the Holy Moon and the Holy Tree, which means that uh, for the Celts, uh, it was a tree that they venerated. It's kind of um, the connection between um, this world and the other world. I don't, I don't really want to elaborate a lot on this holy tree right now because that's something I will really talk about on my magazine and probably in the next videos but only like briefly and what I want to talk about really is I, I want you to concentrate on the idea that why, why the trees are so important and why I think it's important to go back to the three main trees in our mythologies to actually see how later on this evolution has had an impact in our future creations in, in literature, but also in the cinema. So we're going to start first with the first tree, which is the Yggdrasil. So what I'm going to do with all of them is give you like a brief definition of what they are, where they come from. And then later on, I'm going to make the Gothic connection, right? So let's see, for the Yggdrasil or Tree of Life, what I didn't know myself either is one of those trees that people talk about a lot. And we see if you don't... Uh, Germanic philology, for example, if you've done um, certain um, philologies or if you've done certain mythologies as well, you would have been familiarized. And nowadays with films uh, connected to the Scandinavian and the Old Norse myths, we are more familiarized than not maybe a few 20 or 30 years ago. So what is Idrasil and what are the main characteristics and why is so important in what we're talking about today? So we have that Idrasil is the secret tree of the Old Norse mythology. It has three possible interpretations. Uh, no, sorry, it has four possible interpretations of what it means. So on the one hand, it could be that uh, Idrasil means Odin's horse. You know that I always like going back to the etymology, etymology of the words. Then it could be also that comes from the term Ask Yggdrasil, which in Ask's meaning ash tree. And Yggdrasil can also come from Yggd, meaning terror, which is the part I really like. But it can also mean you pillar from Yggdia or Drasil from uh, the support. Uh, I mean, the pronunciation of this is terrible, I know, and <laughs> I should know better because I'm a philologist, but I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm into English philology and, and I'm Spanish. So uh, all the pronunciations are right now a little bit more complicated, although you can check them out in, in Google. There's an option of, in, in, it, in any dictionary, you have the option of listening to the word as well, uh, phonetically. So there are these four... Um, interpretations of these tree it's very important to know what type of tree it was as well uh, a lot of this information is taken from internet i've not gone to very specific sources because uh, if you check in what is there i just gathered like the main information but we should do a proper investigation of this tree and i'm only going to do something briefly for you to see the point of the gothic here so let's go now to the main characteristics and I'm going to tell you nine, um, well, no, I'm going to tell you about, yeah, let's go, let's go to the characteristics and then you're going to see what I'm trying to do here. So first aspect I want to tell you about is that it has three parts. Like in any tree, we can differentiate between the tree top, the tree trunk and the roots. And 
Amazingly, these three parts, number three today is super important, uh, they represent the cycle of life, right? So we have that the branches and the roots, they join into what creates these nine worlds. Now, this is where we get now in, again into the vocabulary. So on the one hand, the pronunciation, forgive me is I, if I pronounce this not very correctly, uh, so you can even send me messages and, and tell me exactly if there's anything that, that you would like to add. So starting from the bottom, we have that the first world is what they call the Helheim, which was the home of the dead. The second level, the second world, is the kingdom of darkness and shadows, and that's called the Niflheim. Niflheim. For the third world, we have the Svartalfheim, which is where the dark elves and dwarves lived. Number four, world four, is the Muspelheim, which is the world of fire. The fifth world is the Jutunheim, which is where the giants lived. The Midgard, number six, was a humankind's home, so it's where it will be our world. The nine, the seventh world would be Alfheim, which is the home of the Elves of Light, which is very similar to number two, but that's darkness and, you know, these names are quite similar. And the world number eight was Vanaheim, where the Vani lives and is the tribe of the gods of nature and fertility. Well, we're going higher and higher. And the last one, and is here where we find all the gods, is the Asgard, which is probably the world that you're more familiarized with. So it's the kingdom of the Aesir, is the tribe of the gods of light and wisdom. So we can see here that this is like the tree with a, a, a more complete cosmolo cosmology. And it makes sense that I figure out, or I find out that a lot of cultures, a lot of folklores, they they place uh, hell on the ground and we have this going on the ground is always this idea of fire and if you think about that uh, earth we think uh, scientists think that the closer we get to the center the hotter it is as well on the, the closer we get to the to earth the earth core. so it kind of makes sense it's like this intuition that on the ground we have all the negative side or the dark side of our world and then as you go above obviously because we have heaven we have the sky we place there the nice things so we make this uh, correlation let's go to the next tree the next tree being the tree of life in celtic culture we find uh, this one that you have on the screen that also has a name but I will tell you later about the name because it's written down. It's from that or something like, like this. I'll tell you in a minute as well. So what are the main characteristics of the Celtic tree of life? So probably inherited and adapted from the Yggdrasil, as I said before, that's one of the characteristics. But another characteristic is that its branches and roots join together. Uh, it had special powers. Uh, is a provider of life, root or roof or shelter and sustainability supplier. So it is like uh, everything comes from it and is our main source of sustainability. Each tree is like the ancestor of each human being. Be careful with this because it is very important if you think about the treatment of trees in Tolkien, we find a lot of similarities here as well. 
They were also in Celtic tradition, they were considered the guardians of the earth and a portal to the other world through its root. Super important for what we talk here, normally the portals. And if you're not sure what this is, you can go now and watch my other videos where I talk to you about portals. And they also represent reincarnation. This information is taken from this webpage called uh, Celtic Wedding Rings and uh, is also information that I've used from or I've, I've taken off the Celtic Wheel of the Year by Meg Llewellyn that I've been using in previous videos in during June. And our third and last tree for today, this triad today, is the Tree of Science or Knowledge and also known as the Tree of God of good and evil sorry yeah I'm thinking of God so we have here in the picture on the screen we have uh, Eden and obviously we have Adam, Adam and Eve and one of the main characteristics you see three characters here we have that it appears in the Bible in the Christian Bible it's uh, fruits uh, is forbidden so it's fruit is forbidden uh, the fruit is uh, apples and we have a talking snake that comes up from this apple this apple tree and tempts Eve and from these uh, disobedience uh, is everything that uh, we have now we have due to this action all humanity has been cursed so as you can see these three trees are super important in what uh, a lot of the productions that have come afterwards but what is the gothic connection and now this is where you have to go back and think about the previous videos and you fully worked out that in all these cases, trees are portals, portals to other worlds, portals that we see all over the place. And nowadays, if you've seen, if you are one of the Stranger Things fans, you're going to see that there are so many portals around us nowadays. We've got this world, the other world. What are the things that connect worlds? This is something I will talk about in my magazine in the month of July from the 21st. So if you're interested on Stranger Things and you want to know more about all the Gothic elements there, you have to be watching. I will make some videos about it too, but keep an eye on the magazine because I'm going to really elaborate on all the elements in there. So what is the main Gothic element in the Idrisil? So as we saw before, one of the worlds, the first one, the one that starts at the bottom, if you look at the picture, the one that has got the home of the dead is the Helheim. So this is one of the Gothic elements. If, if you think about the other worlds that I mentioned and before, you are going to see that there are dark elements in two or three different levels. Anyway, there are the other worlds where there are dwarves, there's another level or world of darkness. So you're going to see Gothic elements in two or three of them until we get to the higher worlds where we have all the gods. Yeah, but we'll have to look in depth. This second tree that I mentioned before is the tree of life for the Celts or Crown Batath. And what is Gothic about this tree? This tree, its roots connect with the other world and the spiritual world. So if you remember when I was uh, showing you the first the picture before, you could see that the roots were joining the, the treetop and for the cows all this was a cycle so it's like being reborn reborn and, and dying and reborn again and living so the other world and for the cows it was very very interesting if we go now to our biblical tree 
when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge, they got expelled from paradise. And this process uh, towards a life full of suffering is very gothic. First because we have punishment, and then because we have this transition that was pretty dark, and then all the suffering that we've all suffered, humankind has suffered ever since. So as you can see, the three gothic elements of these trees are pretty obvious if you really think about it. So how these trees then have influenced uh, authors, creators, is something that we'll be elaborating further on on the future, on the next videos. But remember, these are just some gothic breadcrumbs to start getting you thinking. But then we're going to start elaborating because I don't want just to go uh, quickly over Tim Burton, for example, is a world on its own. We would have to elaborate about on his trees again an article for him on his own and we have a the influence of nature in writers so it's not quite the fact that the trees appear in their work like in mary shelley but how nature and the trees affected her the same for talking but then if you think about authors there are spanish books like eloisa eloisa is underneath the tree we have some trees there again uh, and there are a lot of other works out there that I can't just think about right now, but I've got them all written down. So if you want to know more, if you've liked this idea, I want you to start thinking about it in depth and in depth. And the question for you of the week is, how do you think these trees, these three trees have influenced different artists? I just mentioned two more as well as uh, what I've just got here for the three main artists that I thought of today. And I've mentioned to you, Eloisa está debajo de un almendro, which is, you know, Eloisa is on the, or beneath uh, an almond tree, which is another Spanish book where trees are mentioned and, and why that tree is important. But there are a lot more books and there are a lot more things that we can find with the uh, trees there. So please let me know in the comments. And remember, if you want to, have access to all this content, you can subscribe to my my newsletter. It's free. The newsletter is completely free. Every month I'll be writing a newsletter for you where I keep you updated with everything that I'm doing. And remember, my page, my site is bilingual. So both magazines and, and the website are bilingual. So you can have access to one or the other. I'm working now on the Spanish side and there are all the now yes uh, uh, space on its own where you can just go and check if you're interested in that. And if not, well, I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Uh, that was episode 14. And in next episode, I'm going to keep elaborating on trees, but also I'm going to make some time to talk about Stranger Things because a lot of wonderful things have happened there and I have this impulse and this need of talking about it since everybody else is talking about it too. And so I hope that you've liked it. As always, subscribe, like, press the bell, uh, comment, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook and everywhere where you want to be. Um, you want me to follow you as well and I'll look at your profile as well. And if you need me to guide you, remember that you can write to me alicegothicland uh, at gmail.com and I'll be very happy to answer any of your questions and to if you have a project, I can help you with that as well. So I hope to see you next week. I hope nothing else happens in the meantime that I cannot make a video but until then be very gothic my friend bye bye